Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we will unlock the book The Secret of Childhood. Before we get into this book, we must ask whether you have ever heard of the Montessori method? Most people are not strangers to this method of education. But what exactly is the Montessori method? Is it providing children with dazzling toys and training aids? Or are they encouraged to take part in intellectual games and play freely? The Montessori method is an educational method developed by an Italian educator named Montessori. Montessori is the author of today's book The Secret of Childhood. She was Italy's most famous thinker and reformer of early childhood education in the 20th century, as well as Italy's first female doctor of medicine. After receiving a doctorate in medicine from the University of Rome at the age of 26, she immediately began to work as an assistant at the University of Rome Psychiatric Clinic. While diagnosing and treating children with physical and mental impairments, she gradually developed an interest in the research of mentally disabled children. From 1907 to 1908, Montessori founded three children's houses in the slums of Rome. Through her unique method, she turned these poor children, ragged and introverted into bright, optimistic, and well-mannered teenagers. Through her years of practicing teaching, Montessori published books such as Montessori Method, Dr. Montessori's own handbook, The Secret of Childhood, and The Discovery of the Child. The teaching method she proposed set off the Montessori movement in various countries around the world, causing a revolution in the field of early childhood education. Some German educators commented that in the history of education, it is rare to find anything as globally popular as the Montessori method of education. The Secret of Childhood written by Montessori, combined her years of teaching experience with the results of psychological experiments she carried out in the children's houses. In the book, she analyzed the psychological characteristics and growth patterns of children, as well as explained her principles and methods behind early childhood education. In this bookie, we will introduce you to Montessori's secrets of child development through the following three parts. Part 1, Characteristics of Children's Psychological Development Part 2, The Harm Caused to Children by Incorrect Education Methods Part 3, How to Better Educate Children First, we will look at the characteristics of children's psychological development. If you've ever noticed, there are children who prefer to put their toys back in the correct place rather than continuing to play with them. In addition, there are also some children who will slightly adjust the position of the toys after putting them back in place in order to ensure that they look exactly the same as they did originally. You might believe that this is because the child has developed a good habit of organizing things from an early age, or that the child is naturally active and enjoys doing such meticulous activities. However, this is not the case. According to Montessori, this is a manifestation of children's sensitivity to order. Every child will experience special periods in their life. During these periods, they will feel especially sensitive. Here, we will explore children's sensitivity to internal order, external order, and details respectively. Let's first talk about the internal order. 
Children's perception of internal order is reflected in their ability to be aware of various parts of their bodies and their relative positions. One-year-old babies are not very familiar with each part of their body, and it takes a while for them to slowly understand where their hands, legs, feet, and other parts are. For example, when a mother bathes her baby boy, she lets him lean on her left arm as she washes him with her right hand. She goes from his upper body to his legs and feet, and finally to his hair. Then, imagine if one day his grandmother or father bathes him without letting the child lean on them. Moreover, they do not bathe him in the same order as the mother, but instead start by washing his hair, followed by his body. Because of this, the baby may protest by crying or throwing a tantrum. Some newcomer parents would be confused, as they are in the process of simply giving a bath. Why indeed does it matter which body part we wash first? How can a child being so young understand the order of taking a bath? The truth is for young babies, every posture and movement of their bodies becomes imprinted in their memory. Whether the bath starts by washing their hair or body, as long as this sequence is repeated each time, his need to maintain internal order will be satisfied. Only in this way can the baby gradually have a clear sense and awareness of his body, which is the basis for him to control his own body freely in the future. Let's continue next with the external order. In one case mentioned in the book, Swiss psychologist Piaget conducted an experiment on his son. He deliberately hid something under the cushion of an armchair in front of his son. Then, having sent his child out of the room, he transferred it under the cushion of another armchair. After doing this, he called his son in and watched his reaction. As a result, the boy only pulled away the cushion from the first chair, and found that the object was not there, though he did not take the initiative to search for it. Piaget had expected his son to look around the room, but he was disappointed. He couldn't help but ask his son why he didn't look for it elsewhere. The boy pointed to the first chair and replied, but it ought to be here. Why would Piaget's son react in this way? Is Professor Piaget correct in thinking that his son is a bit stupid? In fact, this example is similar to children playing hide-and-seek. You may have noticed that when children play hide-and-seek, they always hide in places that are quite obvious to adults, such as behind short curtains that don't cover their feet. However, when another child finds them in that obvious place, they shout out in delight. Sometimes children will even shout out I'm here when hiding. Such behavior often makes us feel that the whole process is quite absurd. However, it may surprise you to know that at a certain age, children take special pleasure in finding things back in the places where they have been put. For children, hiding something means being unable to see it, not unable to find it as adults would have it. Its rediscovery brings a sense of order that something is always in its place, whether it's seen or not. Children are inherently sensitive to the order of everything except themselves, and this sensitivity begins to creep up in their first year of life. From where the soap dish should be placed, which corner the cup should be put on the tea table, to which room their mother tells them stories. In the eyes of children, these elements of life have a fixed order. For example, the soap dish was initially placed in the upper left corner of the washstand. If someone moves it, a child would definitely put it back in the upper left corner. Imagine if every day a mother leaned on the sofa to tell stories to her child. 
If she one day changes the location, the child will become very uncomfortable. For the moment, you can understand that in children's eyes, order means having everything in its designated place. Only when they know, become familiar with, and remember the position of each item in their environment, can they gradually adapt to the their surroundings. As adults, we sometimes ignore this order because we are so busy with work and life. For adults, it doesn't matter if the stool is in the corner or by the coffee table. However, this is not the case for children. If the things in the house change their positions, they become confused and feel that they have no control over their surroundings. This results in the manifestation of negative emotions, such as anxiety and panic. Many parents have encountered their children crying, throwing tantrums, and refusing comforting hugs for no discernible reason. If parents punish, yell at, or even spank and scold their children for this, it will add to the child's internal chaos. At this time, parents must meet the child's needs for a sense of order, and allow him to put the items back in their place. Or take the initiative to help the child find a familiar environment, so that the child can feel safe, calm, and happy. Finally, let's talk about children's attention and interests. Let's start with a question, under what circumstances do children show great interest in their surroundings? Is it when mom shows them where to have fun? Or when an adult is holding some novel and eye-catching item to attract their attention? Unfortunately, none of these are the right answers. According to Montessori, a child's interest is determined by his reason. Do children have reason? Many people would disagree with this statement. In their opinion, children should be a blank sheet of paper. What they see, what they play with, and what's on their mind depends on the guidance of their parents and family, instead of possessing their own ideas. However, Montessori's observations found that children are born with reason, that is they know what they are interested in, what they like, and what they want to see. When interacting with their children, parents often make the following mistakes. When the child is playing with a toy on the floor, such as a small pillow, some parents may think that the pillow is too boring. As such, they may try to attract the child's attention with bright colors, fancy lights, or strange sounds. However, the result is that even if the child shows curiosity and enthusiasm at first, it won't last long, as he will soon lose interest. This is because the way children see the world is different from that of adults. We want to show them new and meaningful things, but the child should decide what to focus on according to his understanding of the world around him. Another mistake parents often make is to interrupt children when they become interested in something. Think about a scene we often encounter in our neighborhood, a mother taking her three-year-old son for a walk. Usually, the son will not want to continuously walk on like his mother. Instead, he sometimes likes to squat down to look at the small rocks by the roadside, and occasionally carefully observes the little ants on the ground. The mother may try to coax him to leave, but he remains fixed, staring at the ants. Finally, the mother becomes impatient and forces her reluctant son to get up and go. What the mothers just did was detrimental to the child's reasoning and intellectual development. This is because when the child was interested in an object psychologically, he is forming his own cognition of the object, and he is identifying and remembering it. At this time, if the adult tries to break the child's concentration, 
it will disrupt his psychological process and his internal structure. Therefore, when we find that our child is always interested in details, we might as well put aside our own viewpoints. We should be his observer and researcher, understand his inner thoughts, or simply patiently accompany him and give him the freedom to explore his environment. That concludes the first part of this bookie, The Characteristics of Children's Psychological Development. Children are extremely sensitive to both internal and external order. They can sense parts of their bodies and their relative positions. They are also inherently sensitive to the order of everything outside themselves. In terms of attention and interest, they see the world differently from adults, and use their reason to decide for themselves what to concentrate on. Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.